ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. I can't believe it. It's basically time for back to school. Already? Yes, it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Well, hey, everybody. I'm Stephanie Fleece, the founder of City Moms Blog Network. Oh, and I'm Michelle Fortin, and we're your hosts for Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. And today, we're going to celebrate more than just moms. We want to also celebrate teachers as we think about back to school. They are God's gift. Angels, superheroes, shall I go on? Yeah, they they are that and so much more. I honestly owe people that dedicate their lives to the education of my children a lot. They are the the best people in the world. Seriously. And they're about to welcome our kids back for another school year. So Michelle, uh, you're in the Phoenix area. When do your kids start school and what grades will they be in? Well, this seems absolutely ridiculous living in Phoenix, but my kids go back August 8th when it's still 400 degrees outside. Um, Yeah, so it's coming up fast next week. And uh, I will have a second grader and a wee little kindergartner. Oh. How about you, Steph? I will have a third grader, a first grader, and I will also have a kindergartner. So Michelle and I have something in common. One more thing in common. One more thing in common. And the fact that all of our children, all of our children will finally be in school. I mean, all of our children. I mean, what kind of soundtrack goes to that? (laughs) A <laughs> celebration. Celebration soundtrack. So are you do you get sad sending your littlest to kinder or are you excited? What's your mood? I you know what, like so much of motherhood, I think it's bittersweet. I think there's a lot of sweetness, admittedly probably more percentage of sweetness than bitterness. Uh but there is definitely a bitter sadness that comes with ushering your little baby to a new season of life and us as moms entering into a new season as well. So how about you? I, there is no bitterness. It's all sweet. <laughs> and I don't feel guilty saying it. I operate better when I have my kids, you know, have a time away from me. So I am, I don't think I'm going to cry or anything. I'm so excited to send her to kindergarten and she is so ready she has a fall birthday, so she's on the older end. Uh-huh. She's so ready for kindergarten, and I'm so excited to send her, and I'm so excited to have, you know, full days to myself. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> no I shame here. No shame here. <laughs> no shame. And you know what? There is a really good chance that I'm definitely going to have a mimosa the yes. first day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Can we do a FaceTime mimosa toasting? Yes. Well, what day do your kids to. go back again? So I am on the latter end of kind of what I find people, I think anywhere from early August, which Michelle's the early end, to we don't start until after Labor Day. Oh, so wow. So I, I still have a good chunk of summer left before my kiddos go to school. But because we're from Minnesota, honestly, I mean, this is like the most lovely weather time of the year. And so I'm sure that there's a lot more academic of reason for belaying the start of school year in Minnesota. (laughs) But here's my theory. 
A, it's warm and everyone ha has someone that they know or they have their own lake home to some extent that they want to go up north to and you come hell or hide water. Minnesotans are going to get their cabin time around the lake. Uh, and my second less ac academic rationale is that the state fair is at the end of August. Oh, and right. there is no way that you are going to start school when the state fair is going on. You guys here. have an epic state fair. We do have it. I've actually state fair. considered coming and inviting myself to stay with you and go with you to your state fair. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Michelle, you can come join me anytime. And frankly, my home is so open to even if one of you listeners out there is like, I am very curious about the Minnesota State Fair and I might just take Stephanie up on her offer to host me, find me on Instagram or email me, do whatever you need to do. So, okay. So the topic of today's <laughs> podcast is not the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, bummer. But that will be a future podcast, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, because I will tell, tell you all about all of the fantastic food I ate, but is back to school. And so I've done some back to school shopping already with my kiddos. I, I learned, lesson learned, I I don't know if this is the case for you, Michelle, but I waited till about two weeks before my first went into kindergarten to go do her back to school shopping or to school shopping in her case. And there was like nothing at oh, Target no. at that point. And I was like, crap, I got to get the, I got to get on this bandwagon a yeah. lot earlier. Yeah. Do all your school supplies go out real fast too? Well, you know what? I wouldn't know. You know why? Because we have this thing at our school and I'm, I'm sure it's a national company. It's called EduKit. Yes. And so there. at the end of the school year, I paid a flat rate per kid. And they, when they show up the first day of school, there will be a little box on their desk with all their school supplies. And I have to do nothing. And I'm sure I pay a little higher price, but I don't care because it's just nice to have that done for me. <laughs> at some point, you just have to be like, I don't care if their folder has a unicorn on it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> exactly. you, <know? laughs> you pick it for me. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> We're, words to live by there. Oh my gosh. Well, today's conversation uh, is... Is it actually, we're going back to old school podcast days. Not that it's old school, but we've done three episodes where we haven't done this. But uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing one of our City Moms Blog Network sister site writers. Uh, she's from San Antonio. Her name is Candace Curry. And she is a wealth of information and yes. encouragement on this topic. Uh, she specifically wrote a post uh, that she'll read in our episode, uh, and I think it's going to be a real encouragement to all of us that are sending our kiddos back to school, but also a recognition of all of the sacrifices that teachers make, uh, especially going into another school year. And yeah. so uh, I don't think we should wait any longer. I think we should just jump into my conversation with Candace. Do it. Hey, Candice. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yay. Well, you've been around our network for a little bit, and so I feel like I know some about you and your family, but I want to know more, and I also want our listeners to hear about your family. So tell us a little bit about what's normal around your house, your kids, your family, that sort of thing. So absolutely nothing is normal around my house whatsoever. <laughs> right. Uh, we have six children. Our oldest is 18. She's headed to college 
gosh, in a month is her move-in date. So no. we're freaking out a little bit about that. Oh my goodness. Uh, my stepdaughter is 16. She's going to be a junior. And then we have 11-year-old triplet girls. Surprise. Who are, oh yes. Yes. So we planned, um, we both came into the marriage with each, we each had a daughter. And so we were like, well, let's, you know, just have one more. And uh, surprise, we had three more at one time and they were all girls. So brought us up to eight, uh, eight girls. Shoot. <laughs> I cannot jinx myself like that. <laughs> brought us up to five girls. And uh, when we had the triplets, everybody's like, you're done, right? But we didn't feel like we were done as crazy as that sounds. And so seven years later, we had a baby boy who is now four and the most um, rambunctious child I could ever imagine. He's totally different from all the girls. And we're like, what happened with this kid? You know, the, the baby and the only boy, and he has a lot of moms and spoiled rotten. Oh but, my goodness. You know, so a seven yeah. year break of diaper. Well, if you have triplets, you need like a seven year break a little bit. Oh yeah. There's, I think there's like, you know, a 10 year recovery period or something. I'm not real sure what it is, but yes, I needed the break. And even seven years, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, uh, do you have uh, multiples in either of your families or was, were the triplets totally a surprise? No, my father was a it was a twin. Okay. He's an identical twin, which is hereditary. Yeah. The the I mean fraternal twin, I'm sorry. Fraternal twins are hereditary and identicals are a fluke. Okay. And my triplets are a set of identicals and one fraternal. Okay. So I kind of got the hereditary and the fluke all in one deal. My goodness. Yes. Okay. I know. So you are now my mom idol because I'm like <laughs> somehow, even if nothing's normal in your house, like just the fact that you've survived to this interview and this conversation. <laughs> I have gotten this far, so we're good. <laughs> that is incredibly impressive. Well, tell me just a tad about your summer. What have you guys been up to? We have this summer, we decided to slow down. Amen. I, we've like, I love that. God, we just every summer we're like, we got to do this, and we got to do this. And, um, and we just kind of like are waking up a little later and nothing's really planned. I mean, we've had a few outings today. We're headed to a place called Hamilton Pool in Austin where you can just swim in this beautiful hole, basically. Yeah. But, um, other than that, we're like, we hang outside a lot. We have a pool in our backyard that we just, hang out and, and really slow down. Cause I just feel like we, we, uh, we're too busy these days, just in general, you know, oh, for sure. we overschedule and, and for some reason we kind of like associated with busy with being important. I'm trying to change that in our house. Yeah. Yeah. We actually did a episode, gosh, a couple episodes ago where I spoke with one of our writers in Des Moines, just about how she, pretty much pulled the plug on busy in their summer this year and yes. it has been a tremendous asset to their family. And I also am on team slow down. Like I, I, <sighs> we do have a lot of things going on this summer, but for the most part, I'm like, no, you cannot do that. No, you can't yes. do that either. And you know what? I have to tell myself that too. Like, no, Stephanie, you can't do that either. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think it's really healthy for the kids to be bored and try and like figure out ways to, you know, fill their time or be creative and, and something to do instead of us having all this crazy stuff scheduled for them. You know, I think boredom is healthy. Oh, totally. You know what? I actually heard uh, some sort of research and 
I'm likely going to botch it, but the general idea is going to be accurate. <laughs> so they were, <laughs> they were saying that the amount of screen time that kids are, you know, consuming these days, because obviously it's way more than it has been in the past, because there are more options for technology and technology is not the devil. I want to say that nope. first of all, um, <laughs> but they're saying that, you know, so much research is going into how much uh, technology is being used by kids these days. And the fact that actually boredom is significantly uh, decreasing because people have all of these options and where boredom is actually a good thing. Like you've got to be able to, you know, my kids tell me more often than I care to admit, like I'm bored. And I'm like, you know what? Boredom is a choice. So you can choose to not be bored right now. Yes. Boredom is a choice. I'm stealing that and using it all day today. Oh yeah. I pretty much use it all of the time and you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. That's a good one. Yeah. So your, so your kiddos are, you know, probably coming to the latter part of summer. And when do you start school? We start at the end of August, but this is the first year that I don't have children in year round school because we have an elementary school here that's year round, which means we get, we get a six week summer break. So we still get, it's year round's kind of confusing term when it comes to it, but they start back next week. And so I've always had the kids starting school back in the middle of July. And so we've had these shorter summers and maybe that's why I've slowed down the summer because I don't feel like I have to pack it into a smaller amount of time. Sure. But, uh, so this is the first time, you know, I see all the kids at our old school going back to school and I'm like, oh my gosh, they would be going back next week, which, man, I kind of wish they were going back next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, motherhood is all about the stretch. Like the, you know, you're like, oh, there's a bitterness that comes with them going back to school, but then there's the sweetness about them going back to school. (laughs) But I think I have a, a new perspective this time because my oldest daughter is, literally moving up and going off, you know, hours away to college. So I have another side of me that's kind of like holding on to the littles a little tighter, you know? Oh, totally. You have the full spectrum of kids (laughs) going to school this year. Yes. And so teach us all of your ways. Well, uh, (laughs) here's what we're going to do. Candace wrote a post that has multiple times around gone viral. Oftentimes it happens about this time of year when um, moms, just like the two of us, are starting to think about school and getting our kids their school supplies and all that. And so I'm, we're going to listen to Candace read her post and then we'll be back and the two of us will chat a little bit more about uh, what inspired it and further thoughts. Dear teachers, as a mom to a gaggle of kids, I'm a little consumed this time of year. I've spent hours at the store going over different school supplies list and checking off stuff as I throw it into my cart. The total adds up in my head as I travel down each aisle and I get a little sick to my stomach. I'm well over budget and have a full cart before I even get to the aisle with the lunch boxes. I don't even want to think about packing lunches for the kids each morning, and I'm exhausted just looking at Pinterest posts on how all the good moms do it. I'm praying that no one laughs at my kids when they pull out their lunch bowls. We have six kids in our home that we're sending to school this year, five of whom are girls. Do you know what it takes mentally to school clothes shop for five girls? Aside from emptying our bank accounts at Target's and Old Navy's clearance section, we also have to schedule eye doctor's appointments for the teenagers because we fear they may have damaged their vision due to the intense eye rolling. My nights for the next nine months will be filled with trying to get dinner on the table at a decent hour while managing piles upon piles of forms I need to fill out, slips I need to turn in, meetings I need to attend, box tops I need to cut, and t-shirts I need to buy. 
And let's not even talk about trying to find the lost library book that have completely vanished in my kid's room. Then there's the emotional hit I'll take when I drop my babies off with their new backpacks snugly hugging their bodies. I'll quickly snap as many pictures as I can in an effort to catch this moment that will soon be gone forever. I'll face an empty house when I return home, and while that can be a blessing for a few hours, it's a quiet I haven't experienced in months. I'll miss my babies when they're gone. The upside is that I'll have a clean house, if only for a few hours, and I'll have a few moments to just sit and breathe. Bottom line, sweet teachers, school just started and I'm wiped out. I'm a little sad, and my bank account is definitely a little lighter. Then I see you. I see that you're dressed in your nicest outfit, which I have no doubt you've carefully planned and possibly changed a time or two. Your makeup is fresh and every hair on your head is perfectly placed. Your smile is beyond inviting, and I almost blush as I walk into your room. I see that you've gone all out. As I set my bags of school supplies down on the desk, I see my child's name written in the most beautiful handwriting, carefully added to her desk and sitting next to a princess cup to hold her pencils. Well done. I'll admit that I'm completely overwhelmed by your room. Seriously. Where does one get all those alphabet letters, addition and multiplication cards, tubs for literally everything, and adorable banner over your desk? How many hours did you spend on this room before you decided it was ready? I see every detail you've added to my child's learning environment. I see that you've spent a good amount of your summer and almost all of your spare money making sure your classroom is a warm and inviting learning place for all of our precious children to walk into. I know you had a school supplies list that was much longer than mine and carefully checked off each item as you put it in your cart, knowing that you were well over budget. I'll bet your cart was full with teaching supplies before you even made it to the lunchbox aisle and that you prayed the other teachers wouldn't laugh at you when you pulled out your Lunchable. I see that the next nine months will be filled with trying to get dinner on the table at a decent hour while you manage piles and piles of forms you need to fill out, slips you need to turn in, meetings you need to attend, box tops you need to count, and papers you need to grade. And let's not even talk about trying to recover the lost library books that haven't made it back to school yet. I see the emotions behind your pretty smile. You've been anticipating these students since the bell rang on the last day of school last year. You eagerly awaited your class list and carefully went down and checked it out, name by precious name. Your classroom has sat empty for the past three months, and you're excited to have it filled with tiny voices again. I see you patiently posing for pictures with each child as their parents fumble with their cameras, trying to focus through their tears. It will be a while before you get to just sit down in the quiet and take a deep breath, but I see you rejoice in that. Bottom line, sweet teachers, school just started. And I bet you're wiped out and definitely a little lighter in the bank account. But I see you. I see how hard you've worked before the first day of school even started. I see that you chose this job not to get rich or famous. I see that you chose this job because you love it and you love the kids. And because you know that the sacrifices you've made, money you've spent, and hours you've dedicated outside of the building are molding your younger generation to go to do big things. Wonderful teachers, we're in this together. And I see you. Okay, so Candace, I absolutely love that post. I've read it multiple times. I feel like I have to be reminded one 
first of all, that I'm not crazy because the first part of the post is so like, oh my gosh, all the school supplies and they're, it's expensive and it's overwhelming and I'm exhausted. And so I can relate to all of those things. But I also feel like the tenderness towards teachers was so, so sweet. So tell me a little bit about what went into kind of crafting this post and the, the thoughts that you shared. Well, I am super obsessed with teachers. I think it's like, Bless them. the Bless them. oh my gosh, like, you know, during the school year, they have my children more than I do. Oh, totally. And, and they have this super heavy responsibility on them. Yeah. And I just don't think they get enough credit. And I think that we, you know, when our kids, we're so defensive with our kids that, that sometimes the teachers get the brunt and when our kids are not meeting our expectations. And so we're like, you know, what is your teacher doing wrong? It can't possibly be my little angel that's doing wrong. So um, I just, I think that they pour their heart into it. I don't think they're paid enough. I think that um, they're just the gems of society. They're raising our next generation. They're in charge of their, and, and we're, we just expect them to be teaching them, you know, reading and writing and all that kind of stuff, but they're really forming their personalities and their self-worth while at school and um, making them individuals. I just, I've had the most amazing teachers for my children. I really have. I don't think I've ever had an issue uh, with one we didn't like. And, and these women and men have become truly part of my family uh, the, uh, my oldest daughter graduated. Her second grade teacher was at her graduation party. Mm. And, and the, yeah, so I just adore teachers and I wanted them to just know that while we're, there's just, I think there's a post about going back to school and, and, you know, the cost of it and, and the weight of the parents and all this kind of stuff. And I think we've kind of failed to see what, how teachers are prepping for the new school year and, and that they have just as much kind of anticipation and, and kind of anxiety about the new school year and who their new students are. You know, I'm always like, oh my gosh, who's my, who's my kid's teacher this year? And I need to know, and are, are they going to like my kid? And are they, are they the right fit? But then the teacher has, you know, 20 kids coming into their class and, and they anticipate each one of those children and, and their parents and all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to recognize that we see them and, and that I understand that they put as much into the new school year as we do and their hearts are as heavy and as light and excited and all that kind of stuff as us. And, and most of those teachers are parents too. So they're, they're, they're on both ends of the spectrum. Yes. Yeah. I actually have conversed on multiple occasions with various friends of mine who are also teachers and then parents. And I, t I, I got to give it to them because can you imagine, first of all, having a full-time job, you know, so many months out of the year where you're caring for and loving on children all hours <laughs> of the day. Uh, and then cold turkey, summer comes and now you're a full-time stay-at-home mom. So like, yes. like they live literally the polar opposite lives. <laughs> I feel oh, like totally. It's got to be such an interesting challenge. And then, you know, the friends that I've spoken to totally speak to that, that they're like, yes, it is a lot to juggle. Yes. And they're pouring out into other people's children all day long. And then they come out and pour out into their own children. You know, like my well is empty when my kids go off to school. I'm like, I have poured into you, go to school and get your fix, you know, sure. but the, it's just constant for them. Yes. If they're parents, then they come home and, and do the same. And yeah, uh, it's, it's admirable. I, I couldn't do it on any level. I don't have that in yeah. me. Isn't it so interesting how all of us have been given like such a unique 
end that just certain skill sets really energize and give joy to certain people. And for me included, a teacher, I'm like, yeah, I just never could do that ever. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, bless you. Bless you. Yes. We're all uniquely made and I am not made to be a teacher. I am not made to be a teacher. And you know what? I'm sure there's plenty of teachers that are listening that are thinking, I am not made to do X. <laughs> like there's, yes. there's oh, for careers sure. that yes. they, they never would choose. But to your point uh, in earlier, I do think it's so interesting that as a society, and not that this conversation is going to change society by any means, but that the most integral important workers in our communities, teachers, firefighters, policemen, like these careers are generally the ones that are paid the least. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And they're so pivotal. Oh my gosh. really, really sad. Oh, I, I totally agree. And I mean, we're sending our children to them. Yeah. I mean, outside of firefighters and policemen, which I respect equally, but I mean, our children, my baby who I carried in my womb and I, you know, want to be the most successful human that ever lived and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, here's that child for eight hours. I trust you, you know? Oh, I mean, I just, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Well, I also share uh, affinity for my children's teachers as you have kind of shared as well. But tell me and anyone listening, uh, some of the things that you do on a routine basis, or maybe just kind of periodically to show your appreciation to your teachers. Well, every first day of school for elementary. Now I don't do it for middle school and high school because I think now that there's, there's an awkwardness in this because a, you have more teachers when you get into middle school and high school, you don't just have your homeroom, but, and then you're trying to be cool, you know, so this isn't that cool. But every year at the start of the year, I make a big survival kit and put um, bottled coffees and band-aids and candies and granola bars and Tylenol and just whatever I can think of in a big teacher survival kit and send that with my kids on the first day of school. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, just to say, oh my gosh, I know it's your first day of school too. (laughs) And, and I, we're going to make it through this year, I promise, but here's a little boost, you know, if you need it or, you know, some, some popcorn or whatever I can find that I think that, you know, when they're in the classroom and like I'm out of band-aids or whatever, it'll be there for them or they just need a coffee or whatever. So we do that. And then always try and send some extra school supplies with your kid to contribute to the classroom, because I think we forget that most of the school supplies and stuff in the teacher's classroom is bought by the teacher who doesn't make that much money. And so if we can help out throughout the year, if we can grab some pencils or store, you know, I have triplets. So we would try and get a pack of pencils for each class every so often, or however you can contribute. And also volunteering up at the school when you can, uh, which I am will admit that I am absolutely horrible at. I'm the worst volunteer, but if you need something sent like paper plates for a party or something, I'm all over yeah. it. But uh, it's, it's hard for me to volunteer with the triplets because it's, they're in three separate classrooms, yeah. but uh, you know, just, and, and send a note, just throw a little thank you note on a random Tuesday for absolutely no reason. Yeah. I, th- I think those are awesome ideas and I love the survival kit. I feel like I might have to adapt that for myself. Oh my gosh. Do it. Even if it's just something little, like with a, 
pack of gum and some band-aids and a coffee. Sure. Yeah. Well, I send, uh, so, and we'll link to this in the show notes because I loved it so much, but on one of our sister sites, West Valley Moms Blog, they had a printable that is essentially a My Favorite Things printable that you print out and you have the teacher fill it out on the first day. And it's like, do you like coffee? If so, what do you, what's your go-to order? Do you like gift cards? Which gift cards do you prefer? Uh, I mean, it's literally, you just That's brilliant. have a teacher fill out all this. And um, yeah. if I have access to the parents' uh, email addresses in the class, I'll send it to all of them too. I'll say, hey, for what it's worth, I don't know if any of you are interested, but I just got this from the teacher. And I've always found that it's really helpful throughout the year to be able to bless them in tangible ways that they're going to really appreciate. Uh, yeah, that's and awesome. And so we'll make sure to link to that because that has been like a total time save to when it comes to the holidays or teacher appreciation day, those days that you're like, I need, I want to get something for the teacher. I don't want it. don't want it to be crud crap. Um, yes. And I'm going to yes. give them something tangible. And so uh, that's one thing that I've kind of adapted for myself. And uh, I do also love to all periodically just email the teacher and say, I'd love to bring you lunch this week. You tell me one day that I can bring it. This is what I'm looking to bring. So if you have any food preferences or allergies and this doesn't work, let me know. And I'll just hand deliver a lunch for them. Uh, That's super sweet. And for me, that is easy. I always like to tell people that if that suggestion stresses you out, don't do it. Don't do it. Like find something else to do because <laughs> there are other ways to bless them. But I just think like thinking of practical ways to be able to say to them, I see you, I see the work that you're doing and you are loving on my child uh, in ways that I really even can't as a mom. And I value that. Yeah. I think just a little acknowledgement goes so far, Yeah, no matter what it is, you know? Yes, yes for sure. So uh, I, I love those suggestions. Well, okay. Let's turn the table back to our kids a little bit as we're prepping for school. Because um, teachers, Candace and I, if you could see us, I've got my hands in the air and my head bowed <laughs> to y'all. <laughs> I, yes. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Please take the these words as encouragement that we very much see and appreciate what you're doing. Uh, but truth be told, we're getting ready for school. Yeah, heck yeah, we are. A little bit crazy. Um, <laughs> school supplies, crazy uh, attitudes. I don't know about your kids, but I feel like those that first month of school is a train wreck around here. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, realize that that was going to be the case. So uh, what are some of your thoughts, tips, suggestions? We'll take anything on ad making the adjustment from summer to school for kiddos. Well, I, you were talking about school supplies. One thing I've learned in the 18 years of mothering is that I don't go buy my school supplies all at one time. Yes. I, you know, if I'm at the grocery store, I'll grab a couple spiral notebooks or throughout the summer. So you don't have this huge hit Smart. at the end of the year or at the beginning of the school year, right. just, you know, and, and there's tons of resources on free school supplies. There's a lot of programs and here in San Antonio that, um, they open up like a convention center and booth set up and they give out free school supplies. So look for those, but mostly not buying all at once. That's super helpful. Yeah, no, I love that. 
you know, I have triplets. So going back to school is always very heavy. This year we have uniforms. The kids are getting uniforms. I could not be more excited. Are you excited? Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled. That's awesome. I I feel like we definitely, I definitely know people that are pro uniforms and the making that easier. And I can imagine with girls too. Uh, We just have not walked the uniform path yet. So that's why I'm like, (laughs) because I'm not used to it. Only our middle school is. So elementary and high school are not. Uh, But I think middle school is such a weird time for kids anyways. So it's good to have them just kind of like uniformed and and nobody has to deal with uh, all that fashion and and clicky and all that stuff. So um, huge blessing. We love the uniforms and I'm totally pumped that the triplets are going into that. That's awesome. Um, Also routine. We eat at the same time every night. Bedtime's the same. We we don't stray from a lot of that. One of my triplets has autism. And so we've always been pretty routine for her sake. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, we've realized how healthy it is for everybody else too. Our, we start uh, raising our bedtime about a you know month before by 30 minutes. Smart. So that when you get to the day of school, when they've been going to bed at 10 and at seven, you're like, okay, time to wind down. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. You know? Yeah. So we always slowly start uh, moving up our bedtime and my kids are odd. They always wake up at seven summertime, no matter what my kids never sleep in and never have. So we don't have that issue. So it's just little things like that, that we can think ahead to take the stressors off the kids. Right. If we're stressed out, think about them. They're going into a new classroom. They have a new teacher. You know, some of them don't have any friends in their class, all this kind of stuff. Um, that we can think of ways to take off them too, because yeah. they're just little people yes. and they're stressed. Yes. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. Well, I love those suggestions. I, I know for, and my girls are younger, uh, not young, young, but they're going into the third grade, going into first grade and going into kindergarten. And so I've got just all elementary school children this year. Here's my lesson learned after doing the first go at kindergarten for anyone that might be in that situation. First of all, do not make plans on Friday nights. Don't do it. It it will, it will be, <laughs> seriously, you will hate yourself for making plans on Friday night for possibly the first two or three months. Like it really, it is so much stimulus for little kindergartners, especially. And I would venture to say that all of my kids, even for that first month, it just takes them a lot of time getting used to the listening and obeying and following instructions for a lot of hours a day and their little bodies just can't handle it. And so uh, Friday, I think every day for the most part, they get off the bus exhausted for that first month to a couple months, but Fridays especially. Oh man, wiped out. Do not, just don't do it. Yeah, like and get no. up to bed pretty much at, as soon as they get off the bus. <laughs> just, go, just go straight Which to is bed. Two thirty for me. So. <laughs> and I and I think that like we have to have tons of grace for the kids because we forget that kids can have are allowed to have bad days yes. or be grumpy, you know, and we expect them just to be these cheery little things all the time and obey and all this stuff, but we don't do that. Yeah. And so I think grace goes a lot long way the first couple months yes. when their, uh, their bodies are adjusting as if we were starting a new job and we were trying to adjust. Yes. Yes, totally. So yeah, that's my unsolicited feedback for any of you kindergartner moms that are just <laughs> trying to get used to it, but just, and 
to Candace's point, like the grace that we need to give ourselves and our kids as they adjust to their new normal is absolutely necessary for yeah. little ones, especially. Uh, and I'll also admit a back to school tip that I do. It feels not right in some cases, but I still do it. I do our first day of school pictures before the first day of school. <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> Well, it just that first morning is a little stressful and for everybody and generally our school starts very early. So our bus pickup is 710. It's very early. And so getting my kids to ready and like at the bus stop on time that first day is really stressful, especially if you have to take a first day of school picture. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to do it a couple days in advance. We'll put on that first day. It's the same outfit, same backpack, you know. <laughs> but again, like I said, some people might be like, that is not right. You cannot do that. No, that's awesome. But I do it and I don't care. And I'm telling it. Anyone yeah, that's you willing can do to it. listen. <laughs> no, if, hey, if it takes uh, just one more pressure off of the first day, then you're winning. Yes. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Well, this has been so fun. I would love for us to kind of close out our conversation with word of encouragement to parents and then a word of encouragement to teachers. And you're really good at this. So I'm just going to give you the microphone to do those, both of those things. <laughs> um, for parents, I think we need to take a deep breath in and a deep breath yes. out. And that this is just a season and seasons always change. So embrace the season that you're in, even though it's chaotic. Yes. Um, we don't get it back, kind of, you know. I mean, it'll happen again next year, but they'll be a little older and things will change a little bit. And um, when they go from middle school and then high school, the first day of pictures are very different. Yes. So totally embrace it. I know it's hard. And I know that um, sometimes we get mad when people are like, oh, enjoy this season when you're like pulling your hair out, you know, but it's true. The season goes and you look back and you're like, I wish I would have just taken a moment, you know? Yeah. And teachers, God bless you. I just, I just want to give you all big hugs and um, just know that we are on your team. We're we're working with you. Um, have grace for our little kids who have been sleeping late and going to bed late and um, had no structure all summer. Yeah. We're trying, yeah. uh, but we do see you and we appreciate you and um, much grace for you throughout the year too. And teachers, if you need help from us, please ask us because sometimes we don't know what to do for you, yes. but we want to help. Yes. Good words, Candace. Thank you so much. And thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. I enjoyed it. That was fun. I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network News. Idaho Falls is the latest city to gain a City Moms Blog Network site. Idaho Falls Moms Blog is now live, a fun and uplifting resource for moms of all ages and stages in the Idaho Falls area. Founder and owner Heather Gerald shares why she chose to launch a site in her community through CMBN. City Moms Blog Network offers a platform that is second to none. With successful sites across the country, I have all the resources and support I need to make Idaho Falls Moms Blog thrive here in East Idaho. From the beautiful site design to an abundance of shareable content, 
to the constant tech support to make sure we are up and running consistently, CMBN is the perfect fit for a site that will pull East Idaho moms and businesses together. The nearly 90 sites within CMBN attract millions of readers each month, allow thousands of moms a place to share content as contributors, and allow more than 100 women the opportunity to own a business that gives back to their community. Learn more at citymomsblog.com. Wow, that was so insightful, Steph, that conversation with Candace. She's a wealth of knowledge, and I have written down all the tips on what to do for the teachers. Yes, I know. She did have so many good suggestions. I love talking to her about her. I don't know. I think oftentimes we just, as moms, we admittedly are so excited to send our kids back to school after the summer that we forget that there's another side of like the token of these teachers that are bringing our kids under their fold and loving on them for the for the year. So uh, Candace, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and obviously Michelle too. Uh, here's a couple of other thank yous. Obviously, if you're listening, thank you. For being here. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners. And so if you are a regular or if this is one of the first podcast episodes that you've listened to, we'd love for you to consider leaving a review where you listen to podcasts. Uh, but also a special welcome to our Idaho Falls Moms Blog site. And so uh, go check them out if you're from that area or if you know any other moms in that area as well. Yep. Excited to have them. It's awesome. Yes. Yes, uh, and they're they're a brand new site, actually, or not? Well, the they're a brand new site. They're a brand new state. Uh, to yes, our map. yes. Welcome, Idaho. Yay, Idaho. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, until next time, all of you that are listening, moms, uh, you are doing a fantastic job. School starts soon, and when you pack those lunches on that first day, I think the first thing that needs to go in is a little bit of spring. Heck yeah. That adds a lot of joy and celebration. And so don't forget, just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.